What's up, everyone? Welcome to the weekly pregame roundtable talk from the Bears Fan Cave, uh, presented by TheBearsFanCave.com. I'm Cameron, Neil Cameron on Twitter. I'm joined again by Giovanni. What's up, Giovanni? What's up, bro? Y'all can follow my Twitter at uh, WindyCity0810. Word, man. Uh, we also have a new guest on the show. We got Jake. How's it going, Jake? How you doing, guys? Uh, you can follow my Twitter. Uh, my handle's JakeManning23. It's good to be here. Word, man. Excited to have you on the show, man. Uh, thanks for being here. So we'll we'll just do a review of uh, the joint practices and what we can expect leading into game day from both sides of the ball, defensively and offensively. Uh, so let let's start with the offensive side of the ball. Um, first off, I want to start with uh, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, th- obviously we're not at at the uh, joint practices, but uh, we can see a lot from from what's going on from Twitter, what people are saying. And also videos that uh, people are posting. It's very interesting to see how people are reacting to Trubisky's play uh, from the start of training camp to now. Uh, It's obviously a huge step from what was happening in the beginning of training camp. uh, People were complaining about his interceptions and his inaccuracy. Uh, But as Matt Nagy was saying, it's a part of learning the offense. He's going to make mistakes. And, hey, he's not making mistakes against the first team for the Denver Broncos. So that's really good to see. Um, also from that, from Trubisky, uh, it's it's also uh, the center play is going to be really affecting him. Cody Whitehair has been snapping the ball a little. Uh, he's been snapping high and low, like a little erratically. So, hey, we might see James Daniels by week one, maybe. So uh, we'll talk about that a little later. But... Uh, the center play hasn't really affected him, uh, even though Cody Whitehair is snapping the ball low, high, like all over the place. He's snapping it on the ground. Trubisky's been able to pick it up and keep up with the pace. He's been consistent, and he hasn't thrown a single interception throughout camp is what I've I've heard. So that's, that's honestly great. Um, and then he's also been receiving major praise from the Broncos players and the organization. John Elway had, like, he was speaking very highly of Trubisky. Um, I forget the guy's name, the tackle for the Broncos. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, he had really high praise yeah. for Trubisky also. Um, yeah, I, I mean, everyone that talked about him had really high praise. Chubb had really high praise about him. Uh, when they played, I think the first time they ever played in college was uh, Trubisky's first ever college uh, college snap when... Uh, I forget who their starting quarterback was that season, but Trubisky was backup. Uh, the starting QB got his helmet knocked off, and then Trubisky came in for one play and he threw a touchdown. Uh, that yeah, was the, I know what you're talking yeah, about. He, he yeah, played, backup quarterback from North he, Carolina. Yeah, he played. Um, he played against Chubb in that game, and Chubb said that that's when he knew Trubisky was special when he stepped in. Then the next time they played the next season, Trubisky stepped in and threw. Uh, I believe around 255 yards with three touchdowns. So obviously Chubb has had a front row seat of what Trubisky can really do. So he's also had high praise of him. Um, so what do you guys think about Trubisky? What do you What do you think, Jake? Well, I think it's just good to see that one, he's taking care of the ball, and two, um, leading into kind of talk about the tight ends, they've really been able to work the middle of the field well, which is a good sign because we know that the wide receiver position has been majorly upgraded with Robinson and Gabriel and, and Miller in the draft. 
but the tight ends was still kind of a question mark. I know uh, we signed Trey Burton, but Adam Shaheen's also doing well, and it's just good to see that group grow and kind of rival the receivers. We should have a lot of weapons to go to this year. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely talk about the tight ends a little more in just a moment. Uh, especially Shaheen, if you guys been listening to the show and follow me on Twitter, you guys, you guys know me and Shaheen, man. We go way hey, back. Man. We go hey, way you back have to, to draft sit down night. and talk to him. <laughs> you have to sit down and talk to hey, him. Hey, man, man, maybe he'll be a guest one day on the show. <laughs> but uh, Giovanni, what do you what do you think about Trubisky's play from uh, these joint practices? What you've heard about him and uh, from from everything since training camp started this season? I'm loving what I'm seeing from Trubisky. Uh, um, you know, from last year to this year with a whole different offense from last year, having dog logins, that guy was worthless. And now having a, a offense, a college offensive coordinator, you know, you have so many offenses for, for Trubisky to run now. Then you have all these wide receivers. And like uh, Jake was talking about the tight ends. I really, I really like Trey Burton. I saw a video clip of him catching a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Trubisky put a dime ball to him. That was great to see. I'm happy, Trubisky. I can't wait until the season starts, week one. That's how pumped I am for Bears football. Yeah, definitely. I think we're all going to be pumped. I think this is the most pumped Bears fans have honestly been since probably the 2010 season uh, going into yeah, going into the year. I mean, even 2011, but Jay Cutler got hurt that year. Um, Man, yeah, so we'll not <laughs> we'll not talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> um, but Man. but going off of Trubisky's dominating play in camp, uh, let's talk about the tight ends because they've really been dominating the Broncos. Uh, first, well, first team and second team. Um, so Trey Burn and uh, Adam Shaheen, uh, they both they both had some. They both had some touchdowns and some really good plays. Uh, Shaheen had a pretty good catch I saw. Um, that was with Trubisky uh, with the ones. Uh, last yeah. week I was saying that his, I mean, people were freaking about uh, out about those. Uh, th- I think he had three catches last uh, last preseason game against the Bengals. People were yeah. really freaking out about that. Um, it's like he generated speed. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> last year he was I mean, slow as hell. No, nah, I mean last year. I mean, even against the, I think it was the Bengals last year. He had a pretty nice touchdown where he he showed off his speed. But uh, it's not really speed that's that's really a question to me. I mean, it's it's just his. I mean, it's just everything else to be honest. I mean, he he yeah. showed me nothing in the blocking game. Um, I mean, you think that's why Deion Sims is still on the team, right? Because he's blocking. Yeah, de- that is definitely why Deion Sims. Uh, Deion Sims can also be a decoy. I mean, they they can yeah. uh, throw him in a blocking position, and then he he can run out uh, f- for a little uh, out route. So, I mean, Shaheen, if he can improve his blocking, I think he would be a really good decoy. But yeah, I hope he makes me eat my words, man, because I I really don't. I didn't like the pick on draft night. Uh, I mean, it's, I didn't like it either, but I learned not to question Ryan Pace. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but other than Burton and Shaheen, I mean, it, uh, Bronk, uh, Ben Brownecker, and Daniel Brown really showed their uh, that we have depth at the tight end position. Uh, they were they were all making plays in camp, so I really liked how our tight ends were dominating. I mean, last year tight end was a really weak spot for us. Um, Daniel Brown and uh, if if Daniel Brown and 
Brownecker both make the team. Uh, they'll they'll be back from last year, but they really both improved. I really like Daniel Brown from last year. Uh, I, I really like his hands. I did as well. Yeah, I, I really like him. So I think uh, we're on the upside for tight end. Uh, what do you what do you think about everything going on with the tight end position, Giovanni? Uh, I think we got a good tight end group. I'm gonna miss Zach Miller though. I still think that's a touchdown. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, Trey Burton, Adam Shaheen, you know, we were just talking about them. Uh, Ben Broniker and Daniel Brown. I think they should battle it out. Honestly, I think Deion Sims might end up. I, I don't know. I know there's a team out there that needs a tight end, and I won't be surprised if he gets traded. Yeah, yeah, you said that last uh, last podcast. Uh, I when I was editing it, I remember the team. I think I think it was the Chargers, to be honest, because uh, I think it was, uh, who do they? I think they have Hunter Henry, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he tore he yeah, tore, he tore his, his ACL, ACL or something. Yeah, so they, I think they're in need of a tight end, but I don't think yeah, they're going to be able to. Yeah, they're not going to be able to trade Deion Sims, so I wouldn't even yeah. look into that. Yeah, but yeah, I think Daniel Brown makes the team as a, like a, a fourth tight end. Ben Browner, he could make the team, but I, I just hope tomorrow we see them battling it out, you know, in the, the, the game. Those two going at it for the for the spot for the third spot fourth spot. So I, I think those two are can can help the team because th- those uh two with Matt Nagy Matt Nagy can use them as a decoy like you were just talking about. Yeah, man. I honestly I honestly forget Deion Sims is even on the roster until someone brings him up. Um, I think he should have been cut. Like honestly, the day we got him, man, he hasn't really done anything for us. Um, but obviously he's going to stick for this season. If we wanted to cut him, uh, we would have cut him. I think it was March 1st was the date when he had that big cap hit, uh, like $6 million, uh cap hit. So, yeah, he would have been cut a long time ago. But um, on to you, Jake, man. What, what do you think about the tight end position? Yo, so I really like what I'm, what I'm hearing there because um, it's not just one name. You know, you're, you're hearing uh, – you're not hearing much of Sim, but you're hearing Burton, you're hearing Shaheen, and – I think it's really important for all them to, for them to be good as a unit because we don't have a, a Rob Gronkowski or a Travis Kelsey or just like a, like a Pro Bowl type tight end. So to be able to use two tight ends at the same time that are just pretty decent and just be able to have more weapons, you can do more with two than you can with just one. So I I like what I'm hearing and I like how Trubisky's comfortable just working in the middle of the field and it just they got a got a lot of promise and it's a young group too so they got much a lot of room to improve and keep getting better. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, you got anything else? Nah, man. That's all I got for tight ends. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's move on to. Um, well, this is a this is a pretty good topic because honestly, a lot. Of, I don't know if you guys saw, but I saw a lot of people on my time timeline freaking out after the first preseason game um, about Trubisky two 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 completions for four attempts, and then he had I believe it was four yards. Um, so people were freaking out a lot about our offense. Uh, but honestly, um, from our top five weapons, like from wide receiver and running back, uh, not one, only one of them played, and he only played one snap. That was Tariq Cohen. So, I mean, people are freaking out about nothing, to be honest. Um, not, but I honestly hope we can see them all play uh, this upcoming Saturday. Or, well, it's going to be today since i'm going to be posting the podcast tomorrow but 
uh, hopefully we do see some good stuff out of them. I think the preseason is going to be a good way to test out our new offense. Um, the win-loss doesn't matter. I mean, I, I hope they, they – uh, I mean, I don't hope they make mistakes, but, I mean, it's good to make mistakes in the preseason rather than regular season because you can watch it on film and see what you can work on. Um, so, I, so I'm really hyped to see our – I think our whole offense is going to play. I mean, Jordan Howard said he's going to play. Matt Nagy said Allen Robinson's going to play. Tariq Cohen played one snap last week, so I think he's definitely going to play more than that. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, he, I think he's injured, but I, I'm, I hope he plays. And then Trey Burton, I think he's going to play too. So uh, this is the first time we want to see our first whole team without James Daniels. I think he's still a first teamer in my opinion. But um, I, I think this is going to be, well, I'll get into that a little later about James Daniels. Uh, that's our next topic. But I'm I'm really hyped to see our top offensive weapons um, playing this preseason game if all of them do. So I we we can really see what's going to be happening this season with our offense. Uh, what do you think about our offense, Jake, and what we can see from our top offensive weapons? So it's it's nice that uh, like the offense as a whole has pretty good pretty good health right now. Gabriel's kind of nicked, and Robinson's coming back from his ACL, obviously. But it's nice to see that. They are kind of coming into form, and honestly, I don't think we'll see too much of them in the game just because it's still the second preseason game. I don't think Nag one. I don't think Robinson will play more than a series, um, but Howard and Cohen playing will be good. And it's just like if they can get in a groove, if they can get like their first touchdown drive, like that'll build the, the offense as a whole. It'll build their confidence going into the third preseason game when they start to play. When they play probably the whole half, maybe into the third quarter, but. I think for this game, it's just important to, to see all of them on the field, and hopefully they can mesh well and and at least move the ball. Like last uh, last week against the Bengals, they they struggled to move the ball early, so uh, Nagy just had to had to pull the first team offense or what I mean, what was left of the first team offense at the time. But it's just good to see health, and it's good to see just action, just game action reps like Trubisky in the new offense. Really, the best way to improve there is just repetition. Just keep. Just keep you know getting chemistry with your weapons and just kind of getting comfortable heading into the season. But it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Um, I'd say the starters don't play more than a quarter at most, but but what what we can see will be will be interesting. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, a good topic uh, you brought up about the how, how much you think Allen Robinson will play because uh, Matt Nagy's been limiting. Well, not limiting, but he's been giving uh, scheduled off days during practice to certain players. Uh, to to keep him healthy, so uh, it's really going to be interesting to see how long Allen Robinson plays. Um, we saw we saw Tom Brady. I don't know if you guys watched the Patriots preseason, but he played a whole half. So, yeah, he played a lot. I was yeah, surprised. So uh, I'm really I'm really intrigued by how much the uh, the starters will play on offense. Uh, I don't think they'll play that much on defense because we already know what our defense has. Um, yeah. So so it's really going to be interesting to see how much our starters play and how much Allen Robinson plays cause, uh, because he's coming off a serious injury. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. Uh, but what uh, what's your thoughts, Giovanni? Um, I like what Jake said there. I like those topics he brought up about Allen Robinson and stuff. I really want to see what, uh, how long is he going to play. My honest opinion, I think he plays like two series. I think he plays two of those, and then they take him out of the game. I really want to see what um, Kevin White has to prove still. Yeah, I, hope, you know, I, I know he has 
he has that breakaway speed. I just want him to catch a touchdown, just to just to ignite him, you know, to, to build him up. I, I think that's what he needs. And uh, Anthony Miller, you know, I hope he's in. A, I think he's going to start tomorrow as well. Is, isn't Taylor Gabriel still hurt? Yeah, Taylor Gabriel. I think he's still nicked up. I'm not. Uh, there. I mean, they don't really give too much information about yeah. who's going to be playing in the preseason game. So you really just. I have read. To, I read. I read a report that said about Tariq Cohen that uh, Matt Nagy's hiding him in the preseason. I don't know. I have to look for it. And if I look for it, I'll send it to John you. John Fox hit him in the regular season. Imagine. <laughs> huh. Yeah, Jordan Howard. I can't wait to see him play. I just yeah, can't wait to definitely. see the, the regular starters out there. You know? Yeah, Jordan Howard. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but I, I've... I've been really high on him since we drafted yeah, him. I remember. Um, the, his hands, man, his hands are supposedly improved. Uh, I, I was listening to an interview with him. He said he's really excited to see his improvement uh, as a receiver. So that's really going to be interesting in Matt Nagy's system. I agree. Yeah, You got any, anything else on the weapons? No, that's about it, bro. Yeah, Word. same here. Word, man. Uh, so let's get into um, our offensive line. Uh, as as I as we were talking about before, Cody Whitehair with those botched snaps. Um, I mean, hey, he played tackle in college, and then he. Yeah. I mean, basically, basically the first, um, not the first week. I'm sorry, the the week before our first regular season game, he mm-hmm. they they moved him from tackle to center, or I'm sorry, from uh, guard to center. So I mean, he he switched from tackle to guard to center, uh, and he made mm-hmm. that switch from guard to center in in a week. So that was really interesting to see. And then he went and had a uh, Pro Bowl season. I agree. And then yeah, so that was really good to see. Um, so, but tackle, you're not calling out like you're not calling out uh, the linebacker what? positions. You're not calling out. You're not making sure your whole offensive lines and positioning. Yeah. So that was really interesting to see him go to the Pro Bowl his rookie year uh, at, from moving from tackle to the center in the NFL. That was really interesting. Um, I th- they're, they're storing James Daniels at center, I think, because they're, they obviously see that Whitehair is struggling with the snaps, which could hinder Trubisky's play. Um, and Tr- yeah. Trubisky's been a big advocate for, for Cody Whitehair. He's been backing him up. Um, he said he'll get it right. Um, I they're they're really good friends. Also, Trubisky. Uh, I th- I think Trubisky does a camp. Um, he does a camp for kids. I saw Cody Whitehair there. Uh, with his on his Instagram story, it was over. I think it was over the summer. Um, they yeah, they were both there know, running yeah. it together. So I, they're really good friends. So I think Trubisky has a lot to say with who the starting center is. Um, yeah. So if if Cody Whitehair messes up a few snaps. Um, I I want to well, see what he got to do tomorrow. Yeah, they yeah. they started off uh, trying out James Daniels at guard, but in mm-hmm. since Hironis Grassu got injured, um, they started putting him at center. Hironis Grassu's been healthy for I think he's been back and healthy for about a week now, and they haven't tried James Daniels back at guard, so that's really interesting to me. Um, that they haven't tried him back at guard. They're keeping him at center. So I think they're really waiting on Cody Whitehair to see how he can perform. Um, James Daniels is a really good center. He 
it's not going to be hard for him, for him to switch from college to NFL center. Uh, like it, like Cody Whitehair switched from tackle to center, which is crazy, and he was a pro bowler. So uh, it's not going to be a big switch for Daniels. They they can do that, honestly, before the season starts if they need to because Cody Whitehair, hey, he already played uh, right guard, left. He, he played center, left guard, and right guard all in one game, I'm pretty sure, when uh, – uh, I think they put in Hironis Grasu. He got hurt, so Cody Whitehair had to move back to guard. Um, but Hironis Grasu pushed him out to right guard because I think Kyle Long got hurt that game too. So that was really interesting to, to watch that. Um, he's a really diverse. So I think our best starting lineup would be Charles Leno. I There, there could be two best uh, lineups because, as I was saying, Cody Whitehair played tackle in college. So... Uh, Bobby Massey, if you guys have been listening to the show or just reading any of my articles, you guys all know that uh, he's he's really a weak point in my eyes. He's, he's the weak link on the offensive line. So I think Cody Whitehair, right tackle, man, that might be something to look at too. He's He's gotten reps in preseason, at, uh, or not preseason, but in training camp at right tackle. So they might be stashing him there uh, to, to move uh, Bobby Massey out. So that that might be like a second option, but I think our first option for offensive line is Charles Leno, um, then Cody Whitehair, then James Daniels, Kyle Long, then Bobby Massey. I think that's our best offensive unit that we can put out there for Trubisky to succeed. Uh, what do you what do you think about um, our offensive line, Giovanni? I really think our offensive line is very good. I think, um, you know, in my honest opinion, I you know I, I love Cody Whitehair, but if I'm the Bears, I want to see what he has going for tomorrow and, and center. If not, just put him in left guard and move James Daniel to center and see what what happens there. Because I honestly think that would be the best offensive line right there for us, having Whitehair at, at guard, Daniel at uh, center. And then Long and then Massey. Massey's our weakest link on the offensive line, like you said. That would be honestly that would be our, our best offensive line. And and might be one of the best in football if everything stays intact the way it is. But like you were saying about uh Honest Grasso, that guy's injury prone. The guy is just, you know, he's just stiff. He's not he's you no know, I don't know how to explain it. The guy's not good. <laughs> Oh man, um, that's about it, man. That's all I can say. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, what do you think about the offensive line situation, Jake? Yeah, so I've been I've been kind of keeping keep my eye on Whitehair. Obviously, Cody Whitehair is probably our most versatile offensive lineman, so he's gonna start somewhere. Um, a tweet from uh, Benjamin Albright, who's kind of he's a Broncos guy, but he's been kind of watching both sides during the joint practices. So that Whitehair looks good as a blocker, but it's not a natural snapper. So, and obviously you draft James Daniels, and he was a second-round pick because of his play at center. So I honestly don't know why they're necessarily hesitating to move Daniels to center because he's he's good at both, but he's probably more gifted at center. And Whitehair has played all over the offensive line, so you could plug you could plug him in at either guard spot. Obviously, Long has got the right guard spot locked in, but Whitehair could easily play left guard, and I think that's in time going to be that's going to be the starting lineup on the offensive line eventually. I don't, I just don't know what they're waiting for, but I would go like 
like you guys said, like uh, Leno and Massey at tackles is probably locked in. Um, Daniels at center and Long and Whitehair is probably got to be your your guard combo. But um, I think eventually it'll happen. It's just a matter of when, to be honest. Yeah, this is definitely going to be something interesting to watch. That's our biggest question on offense right now. Um, that and hey, that's honestly a good thing to have some depth and um, honestly some fighting on the offensive line because last year, I mean, our offensive line was pretty solid, but a lot of injuries. So um, depth is always good because people always get injured. Uh, Kyle Long's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say he's injury prone, but he does get injured a lot. So uh, it's good to have that depth there with James Daniels. You can always put um, white hair at right guard if we need to. Uh, Eric Cush played very solid solid at guard last year, so we have some good depth on the offensive line. Um, but moving moving on from – or I'm sorry, you guys got anything else to say about our offense before we move on to the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I'm all good. That's all I got. Word, man. All right. Um, you – all right, so the next topic I got here is just Roquan Smith. Hey, he's he's probably the man of the hour, man of the week, man. He signed his rookie contract finally. Um, what was it, like 29 days of holding out? Something like that. Um, Long-ass holdout. So, uh, uh, Jake, you want to you start off with your thoughts about Roquan and uh, what he can do moving forward? Yeah, so honestly, it's just nice to see that he's – finally signed, finally can get into camp and start practicing. I saw um, a picture and a report of Ryan Pace and Roquan's agent uh, at the Broncos camp just talking and, like, um, on good terms. So it seems like no no bad blood is, is going on with Roquan in the Bears front office, which is good to see. Uh, and I've heard so far he's taking second-team reps, which is completely fair. Honestly, he's, uh, he's a couple weeks behind in training camp, and Kwiatkowski's done a pretty good job. So I think that... Um, Really, it's Roquan will eventually take over the starting role, but it's it's good to see him have to earn essentially earn his stripes and work his way up to the starting starting role. But eventually, him and Trevathan should be our should be our Bears duo of the future. But Kotowski's a very good like he's a very good backup. He's probably one of the best inside linebacker like backup players in the league because he's been he's been good in in spurts and he's been good since he came in as a fourth round pick and he just keeps keeps getting better every year and he um i was actually at training camp uh the first weekend and he made a great play picked off uh trubisky and his teammates love him and he just seems to be just improving as we speak but it's just good to see that you got three solid guys there to where Honestly, like if Trevathan happens to go down with injury, you can trust both those guys to be able to kind of fill the role. But uh, it's it'll just be interesting to see how quick Roquan can uh, kind of grasp the defensive playbook of that Vic Fangio's got going, and see if he can work his way into a uh, into the rotation or a starting role by week one. I would say, if I had to predict right now. Roquan doesn't start week one, but he gets a lot of time. I think him and him and uh, Kwiatkowski get get probably 50-50 in week one. Yeah, definitely. That's some good thoughts. Uh, what, what do you think about tomorrow? How, uh, do you think he – how much uh, do you think he'll play if he plays at all? So I I don't think that – I don't know, honestly. Because he, he, uh, he signed, what, Monday, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Monday. Yeah, yeah Monday, yeah. So he's had five five days of training camp practices. I could see him playing it all. If he does, he'll probably play sparingly. 
a couple like a series or two at most or honestly Fangio could just throw him out there and just get him get him used to you know hitting and just being a part of the defense but I could personally if I had to guess it I'd probably say he doesn't play much if at all at least for this week yeah uh uh Giovanni what do you think about Roquan have to agree with what Jake said there about him but uh yeah Nick Kwiatkowski he did good handling the the role for him, for Roquan, like he said, he has to earn his stripes. And I agree, you know, even though I, I think it's still not his fault that he was holding out his age and was trying to get the best contract for him. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's, he didn't want to do training camp or what it was, but like right after the Bears were done with training camp, the next day he, he signs. Yeah, well, uh, that uh, that agent that Roquan has was uh, Joey Bosa's agent. And yeah. Joey Bosa didn't get signed until, like, week two of the regular season. Yeah. So, I'm when I heard that, I was just happy that we finally got him signed, you know. Yeah. Same. He didn't get signed. Uh, Joey Bosa was week four. And then Sam Darnold was also with the same agency. And he got yeah. signed, like, a week or a week or two before Rogue One. But, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Rogue One, he has to earn his stripes, you know. I think Wachowski, he 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 can be he can be versatile on, on this defense. I'll even try and put him on outside linebacker just to see, because I know he has speed. He can probably you know I saw an article, I read something that said they should try him out at outside linebacker. And I, Who, I agree. Nick? Yeah. Oh uh, nah, nah. I definitely would not do that. I mean, I honestly we, um as i've been saying Trevathan, he's he's been getting or i'm, I'm sorry bef- yeah before i even get into that you got you guys got anything else to say about Roquan no i'm just ready to see him play and no he's not going to play on saturday yeah we just we just got to wait and see his development Word. uh so for Roquan tomorrow i think he'll i i honestly have a little little hope that he'll play i think he can play tomorrow um he was running the he was running the Second team defense. Uh, he was calling plays, so I think he has a shot at uh, playing with the twos. Um, while he was out holding out, he was learning the playbook, uh, working out. So I think he's definitely fit and ready to play uh, if they want him to. Um, he's some been some guy on. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but some guy said he was out of football shape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a lot of people questioning his football shape. Um, but he's, he's, yeah, he's definitely been working out and I, I think he works out in, uh, Athens, um, in, yeah, yeah, Georgia, in Georgia yeah. uh, University of Georgia, some, somewhere around there. Uh, but he's been working out there. Um, so I, I definitely think he can play tomorrow with the twos, but other than that, I mean, for, for the regular season, um, I, I think he'll definitely have to earn that starting spot. I, I mean, I really like. Uh, his his nickname for me is Quiz Nick Kwiatkowski. Uh, I really like Quiz since we drafted him. Um, he was one of my favorite draft picks from that class. So seeing him step in for, I mean, when Danny T was injured and when uh, Jonathan Freeman was turning into um, Jarrell Freeman. Or yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jarrell Freeman was turning into um, the steroid boy. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski really stepped in really nicely. Um, So, I I mean, I really like him. I think him and Roquan are the future. Um, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I still really like Trevathan, but he he does get banged up here and there. So, um, 
we we've seen Ryan Pace cut injury prone players in the past um, that he didn't yep. draft. So it'll be interesting to see after the season how uh, how Danny Trevathan can stay healthy. If he does, I think he definitely has a spot next year on the team. I think he's a starter again. He's he's definitely uh, one of the best inside linebackers in the NFL. I'd say he's top. Honestly, I'd say he's top five still. Um, mm-hmm. So I I think I think right now our our best bet is to go with Trevathan and uh, Kwiatkowski. But I think Roquan will. I mean, he was the eighth overall pick for a reason, so I think he'll work his way in there. Um, no more Ty Montgomery screen passes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no no more John Timu missing tackles like oh he did last God. week on uh, Man. Um, the white on the uh, woman beater. I forget his name. Joe Mixon. There you go. Yeah. Um, but Nick Kwiatkowski, man, I don't know. Nah, I would not move him to outside linebacker. I think he's the future for us at inside linebacker. He's got him the, and Roquan. They probably yeah. He, he's got he's got three years on Trevathan, so Tre, I think Trevathan will play out his contract out here. Uh, I can see him getting an extension if he does stay healthy, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I really like Trevathan, but um, we've seen Ryan Pace cut injury prone players before so i would i definitely would not be surprised if that happens um but i do uh if if he if he does beat out nick kwiatkowski uh what week do you guys think that'll be by uh starting off with you giovanni um honestly bro i think roquan starts week one you do from Um, from, yeah all right from the get-go bro that's that's just my bold prediction you know i I love i love kwiatkowski that's my guy but we gotta see Roquan out there, man. You know, at least at least have him start next to Danny Trevathan, then you know sub him out here and there. Yeah, but, I think they'll know. rotate. I think they'll rotate um, quite a lot for the first game, but I think Nick will play. Or yeah. uh, I'm sorry, start. Nick will play. Yeah, but um, Jake, you you said you think that uh, they'll rotate out a lot. Um, wh- when do you think Roquan officially gets a starting spot? So I can see. Um, First, of all, I'm going to stick with Kwiatkowski starts week one. I think Roquan could start as, as quickly as week two. I'd say the very latest would be after the bye week, week five for the fifth, for in week six for the fifth game. He should definitely be starting by then, but I'll, I'll give it, I'll say week two. Yeah, I, I think, um, uh, I mean, lo- looking at the schedule, we don't have really any any too hard of like uh, matchups that Kwiatkowski can't handle himself. Um, but I think that Patriots game, if Gronkowski's healthy, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to go to that game. Um, that game is going to be crazy, man. But seeing seeing Roquan um, cover Gronk, um, oh man, yeah, when when um, when he needs to, I mean, that's going to be a big story. Is our linebackers against Gronk? Um, obviously, we'll have our safeties helping out too. Adrian Amos going to lock down Gronk, man. That's my boy. Um, and then, yeah, but I think, honestly, I think Roquan, if he does take the starting spot, I think it'll be over the bye week, to be honest. Uh, our bye week is week five, so um, I think if they, they're they going to make the change, they'll make it there. Um, but he, he could definitely start at any time. He, he could start week one. He was the eighth overall pick for a reason, but um, who, who knows when he'll start. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, and like 
even if he's not starting, he'll definitely get playing time. So it yeah, won't necessarily definitely. be you know the biggest storyline in the world. Yeah. Um, and then for the next topic, um, this is one of our. I mean, we really got two big question marks on defense. Um, this is this is our probably not the biggest question mark, but this is definitely the second. Uh, is our third def- or not third defensive end, but our third defensive lineman um, at defensive end. It's going to be either Roy Robertson Harris or Jonathan uh, Jonathan Bullard. Um, who who do you think uh, has has the best shot at becoming a starter week one? Uh, we'll start with you, Jake. So I think. Um Again, that's going to be kind of a position that uh, splits time. When you look at uh, Roy Robertson Harris, the man just looks the part. He's he's tall. He gets a lot of batted balls. But um, I'm going to give the slight edge to Bullard just because um, a little bit more experience, and I think he's just a little bit better of a uh, of a run stopper, which is crucial in uh, Fangio's defense. But I think again, they'll probably I see Bullard gets sixty percent. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris will get forty percent, in my opinion. Yeah, that um, yeah, that definitely sounds good. Um, I I think that's definitely that's what they did last preseason game. I'm pretty sure. I think they did that last preseason game. I can see that happening again tomorrow. Uh, both of them probably playing through the whole first half, rotating time. Uh, but but what do you think about that situation, Giovanni? Um, I really think uh. That's a good situation to have on the Bears, honestly. Have on the D-line next to uh, Akeem Hicks and, and Eddie Goldman. I honestly think Jonathan Bullard should start next to those two. I like Ro- Roy Robertson Harris. He's a good player. But Jonathan Bullard, he just brings that, you know, mentality with Akeem Hicks to go get the quarterback or get the running back and get him down, you know. Because that's what we lacked, I think, for a couple of years now. We never had that third option with uh, with Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman. I know we talked about this last week. I, I mentioned yeah, Nicholas as well. You know, he's another option as well. But I think Jonathan Bullard should start next to those two. My, to be honest. Yeah, that um, that last preseason game really opened my eyes to that. That positional battle, um, I didn't really yeah. think anything of it until I saw that game. Um, I honestly thought they were really relying on Jonathan Bullard. Um, look, just Jonathan Bullard, man. I, I, I like how he can play more of that 5-tech, but I think he, he's honestly more advanced at 3-tech. Um, I mean, Akeem Hicks, we really, we really used him a lot last year, so I think we can rotate in Jonathan Bullard. Uh, at the three tech uh-huh. position to give um, Hicks a breather if we need to, um, I think he was, he's really solid there. But honestly, defensive ends are second weakest uh, position yep. that we have on the on the defensive side of the ball. So I mean, I really like Roy Robertson Harris too. My my friends from El Paso put me out to him. Shout it out to them, bro. Um, all the UTEP boys. Um, so they really put me on to him, uh, and and they put me on to that dude too. F- to be honest, from the Packers, um, what's his name? The running back. Uh, tsh, I'm drawing a blank. Forget his name. He's our wow. st- starting running back. Uh, Jamal Williams. Nah, I forget his name, man. 
uh, but he's from UTEP too. They they really put me on to him. I started liking Bullard uh, when I met those guys, or I'm sorry, uh, Roy Robertson Harris when I met those guys. So he, I mean, the the few times he did play last year, uh, I really liked what I saw from him. Uh, I think I think we'll see more of what he can do this upcoming preseason game. I think the him and Bullard will both play a lot um, in that game, but that's going to be a really interesting battle between those two. I think Bullard, honestly, that's not really his best position, but I mean, we don't really have too many options there, so that's we're gonna that's one thing we're gonna have to deal with. Um, do do you guys got anything else to say about the defensive end position? No, I think I know the player you're talking about. I think his name is Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's who. That's who. That's who I was saying about. That guy torched Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you got anything on the defense? Anything else on defensive end, Jake? Uh, just just a small little ad. I think um, Roy Robertson Harris will be used more in like third down kind of pass rush situations because, like I said earlier, he's he's had at least two or three like batted balls last year, and that's really uh, really pretty crucial when it comes to third down. So I think he'll be more of a a situational guy if Bullard wins the starting the starting job overall. Yeah, definitely. I I I like what you said before them them splitting time, rotating out. I think yeah. that's going to be good diversity for the defense if they do that throughout the regular season. Uh, because, honestly, bo- both of those guys are not really starters. I mean, Roy Robertson-Harris has the potential. So does Jonathan Bullard, but I think he's more of a three-tech player. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Um, but moving on from that, uh, one of our I mean, one of our best defensive players plays outside linebacker, but uh, the other... Uh, outside linebacking spot is really our weakest link on the team to uh, offense or defense, but it's our definitely our weakest spot on defense. Um, I was I was gonna put in. I mean, Matt Nagy was talking about how Aaron Lynch is full go. He's gonna be ready, but um, I haven't seen anyone talk about him at the joint practices. Um, so I I think he might have been hurt again. So he. He might be a potential cut candidate for when Pace does his veteran cuts. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, We we did draft uh, Kylie Fitz. Is is Iggy, I think Iggy's also outside the line. He's not inside, right? They're not going to. Yeah, he's inside. He is inside? inside. Um, So I think, yeah, I mean, I really like Kylie Fitz a lot. Um, He had that foot injury, right? So he couldn't he couldn't yeah. play that yeah he didn't play the last preseason game but from the Hall of Fame game I mean I liked what I saw from him um, so it's gonna be really interesting to see our other outside linebacker position there's a um, who's the guy in the Seahawks that just got cut um, he's uh, he's a defensive end but uh, he's that's in the four four three oh Marcus Smith that's who it was. Um, he was a first round. He was a f- former first round pick. Uh, he's a four three defensive end, but in our system, he would be a three four outside linebacker. Um, so that might be uh, that might be someone to watch. But I mean, I I really like not something I would read too much into. Um, someone I really like from the beginning that I liked was I mean first overall was definitely Aaron Lynch for me, but uh, I I didn't think he would honestly be this hurt um all the time so 
Another person is Junior Gillette uh, from the Redskins. He's a free agent. Um, he he hasn't he hasn't signed with anyone, which is very surprising to me. Um, PFF has him as their. I'm pretty sure they have him as their top rated free agent right now. So he's he's definitely someone to look at. Um, I don't know why we haven't why no one has given him a call. To be honest, uh, I've read he's also thinking about retiring since no one's hitting him up. So um, there's definitely options for us on the market still. Uh, we can also make trades like people want Khalil Mack. Um, I'm definitely not giving up two first-round picks for that. Um, maybe, uh, maybe if we, I mean, I'm really opposed to trading Adrian Amos, but I mean the the new the new rule, man. Just watching that in preseason, I think that's really gonna really bring down the play of Adrian Amos um, from his just just how he plays man he's really a hard-hitting safety and that rule really destroys his safety position uh the new helmet rule so i mean maybe they trade amos but i'm i'm really opposed to that he's probably my favorite player on the team uh other than jordan howard so um it's really interesting to see what we can do for for our outside linebacker position um so yeah well what do you guys think about that um, well, so honestly, obviously it's the weakest, weakest link on the team. Um, I think a name to watch out for though is, uh, Isaiah Irving. Uh, he didn't play in the last preseason game, but he got a, he had a sack in the hall of fame game. And I think he could be someone that could show flashes him and Fitz are your young guys. You really want to kind of grow into a potential starting role. And obviously you want Lynch to be healthy, but we haven't seen that so far yet. I think he'll be. He'll be available this year sparingly. I don't think. Uh, I think it'll end up being a kind of a bad signing. I think we paid like five million, five million to him this year, so that's kind of unfortunate. But I don't know. They just Leonard Floyd just needs somebody on the other side to create some pressure and to help our D line too. So it's kind of a it's a toss up. It's a question mark. But uh, hopefully those young guys can grow into the role over time. Yeah, uh, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Lynch was six million, so that's really that's really something to look for. I mean, that's six million down the gutter, to be honest. Uh, looking at his injuries, uh, but what do you think about it, Giovanni? Honestly, man, I I said it. We need a uh, we need another outside linebacker. I you know I I still have faith in Kylie Fitz. I really like. I think he can you know start with Leonard Floyd in the future. But, you know, like um, like Jake said, uh, Isaiah Irving, he did really well in the Hall of Fame yeah. game. And I hope, you know, we can see him again tomorrow, hopefully. And uh, like you were saying, Junior Gillette is, is another guy we can probably go get. But I won't be surprised if the Bears are looking at Denver's pass rushers like Shane Ray and Chad Barnett, I think that's his name. Those yeah, are two players right there. Yeah, yeah, and then um, uh, from Jacksonville, who I was talking, uh, Dante, Dante Fowler. F yeah, Dante Fowler. He might be another candidate um, for pass rush. But um, as Jake said, I mean Isaiah Irving. I get him mixed. I mean, I get <laughs> I get these three mixed up. I get I Iggy, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Irving, and then Fitz mixed up all the time. Uh, <laughs> so. 
Um, Isaiah Irving, yeah, that that's what I meant to say instead of Fitz. I really like. Uh, we talked about him on last week's podcast for the weekly Bears talk in thirty. Um, he had a really solid game in the Hall of Fame game um, with the with the pass rushing, but most of it was unblocked. So I I really like his potential. So I really want to see him in preseason. So that was a good um, good topic by Jake. Um, so let me see. Um, other than that, on defense, uh, we have another question mark, which is really the depth of our uh, cornerback positions. Well, not not really inside corner like the nickel and stuff, but. Uh, more of outside corner other than Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mukamara. Um, Prince of Mukamara has been hurt for, I'd say, about three weeks now. I think two or three weeks. Um, so it's really showing the lack of depth we have there with Marcus Cooper. Honestly, surprised he's still on the roster. Um, he, he's back on a one-year deal, though. So I'm surprised he's not cut. Um, but I don't, I don't honestly, I don't think we can cut him because of the lack of depth there. Um, so I Man, like Deron. Just... Yeah, I like Deron Grant. Um, also, who was a four, I think he was a fourth round draft pick in 2015 by us. So I, I really like how he's been playing this preseason. So, um, other than that, though, I mean, it's it's very bare minimum at outside corner. I mean, Craven LeBlanc can probably play outside if needed, but he's he's definitely a lot better at Nickelback. Um, our Nickelback is definitely definitely uh, stacked over there. If we keep Kevin Tolliver, also, uh, we'll have three solid. I mean, we'll we'll have two two pretty solid um, uh, inside corners with Tolliver and Craven LeBlanc if we keep those two. But I think we're just gonna keep Craven and. Bryce Callahan, Bryce Callahan, in my opinion, uh, top five nickelback in the NFL. He's he's also one of my favorite players on the defensive side of the ball. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see um, if, if hopefully no one goes down. Knock on wood, they don't. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens if someone does go down um, with, with the lack of depth we have at the outside corner position. Um, but what do you think about that, Jake? Um, what do you think about the depth there? Overall, like, um, I'm really confident in our starting outside, uh, corners four and Amukamara should be a good duo. Should have a great season if they stay healthy. I agree with your point that, um, Cooper being the next guy up is not, not a good sign. Uh, the depth is not real great on the outside, um, Kevin Tolliver is a new guy who's shown flashes but has had injuries and um, like Michael Joseph is another, another name in there but I keep seeing him get burned by Kevin White over and over again in uh, camp so I don't know how good I feel about that but the inside uh, LeBlanc and Callahan are both solid but uh, I think honestly uh, a key to this Bears defense being good this year is going to rely on the health of Fuller and Amukabar going forward. Yeah, definitely. That that starting duo was definitely um, a, a top tandem in the NFL last year. So it's going to be uh, really interesting to see how Mukamara does in his second year in our uh, in Fangio's scheme with Cal Fuller. Um, he's still excelling, so it's going to be really good to see them uh, back and healthy when Mukamara does come back. Uh, but what do you think about that situation, uh, Giovanni? Uh, I think that situation is like, um, what is it that, that Prince has? Uh, groin injury. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I hope he, he gets healthy because we need him out there because, uh, 
Marcus Cooper, we've seen what what he's capable of. You know, nothing. I like Kevin <laughs> Tolliver. Man, that that guy is just straight garbage, man. Oh my goodness. But I think Kevin Tolliver is another guy that's you know, he he can probably play outside too. We were talking about this the other day. I mentioned that uh, Jacoby Glenn. I know you remember him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's better than uh, Marcus Cooper. <laughs> Man, Chris yeah. Conti's better than Man, Marcus God. Cooper, bro. Man. But, yeah, I think uh, outside, you know, we, we need depth there. I, I honestly thought, you know, the Bears were going to at least draft a cornerback in the draft. I don't know if they did. I, I think they did. But, mm, you know, I was. I don't think we did this year. Nah, I don't, yeah, think, yeah, I don't think so. Nah. That's why I think next year, I think our focus will be outside linebackers and cornerbacks in the draft. But, you know, I think that's what we're lacking is an outside uh, corner. Because Prince, how old is Prince? 30 years old? Yeah, but he just got a three-year deal. So I think think if we do get someone, that'll be in, in free agency. Yeah. Um, so Did we th- try signing Gilmore last year? Was it Gilmore? Yeah. Um, we also tried getting... Um, what's his name? Um, uh, AJ, AJ Boy. That hey, went to the Jags. Yeah, yeah, we tried getting... Um, I forget his first name. Oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank? From the Patriots, he went to the Titans. Um, Malcolm Butler? Yeah, Malcolm Butler, man. Um, we, we also tried signing him. Um, we gave, we, we were probably the, I remember he, there was an article, like an interview with him, like who gave him the biggest offers and the bears were, uh, top three. I don't remember exactly the, I think it was 60 million for five years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was somewhere around there. We offered him a really big deal. So I think we can definitely, uh, get someone in free agency. Um, there's always cornerbacks, uh, available, so I think that'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, you guys got anything else on on, on that on the uh, nope. corner? Nah, I'm pretty much good. Word, you you, you you guys got anything? Uh, any other topics you guys want to talk about? Nah, just excited to see the the preseason game and the improvement. Honestly, yeah, definitely. It's Jake, just, yeah, it's gonna be uh, good to see. Um, definitely gonna be interesting to see how long everyone plays and who plays so uh very excited to see that but uh thank you thank you everyone for uh watching the show that's it but thank you very much for to jake for being on today uh very great to have you on the show man thanks for being here yeah of course great to be here worried and thanks to giovanni for being here again no problem bro thanks jake for joining us man of course thanks man uh thanks to everyone listening And bear down. We're excited for tomorrow. Bear down. Let's do it.